Welcome to Interdom 23, the Big Cat and Rhino Show. It's finals night. It's uh, all happening at Albion Park this Saturday night. I'm your host, Scoot, at Little Birdie TV, and this show is proudly sponsored by TopSport and PuntingForm.com.au. Big Cat, Matt Leppard, how are you? Hello, Scoot. I'm good, mate. Very excited. It's a big week in harness racing. The biggest. Uh, Ryan Spice, a.k.a. Rhino, Spicy. How are you, brother? Yeah, really good, Scoot. Looking forward to the weekend's action. Yeah, on your home dunghill. Uh, first, you, Big Cat, how's the series been? Are you making a profit? Are you bashing the bookies around? Um, I haven't actually added up how I've fared just out of the heats so far, but I think I would be in front. But there were, there were a few that I got stung by um, at various stages throughout the series, but a lot of the maps have panned out as expected, and when you get the map right in those sort of heats, then generally you're going to get a result out of it. And what about you, Rhino? Happy hunting ground or tough tough work? Uh, I reckon I'd be maybe just got my nose in front. Uh, night three, Swayze getting rolled certainly uh, hurt the Maltese. Um, night two, I had a big go at better eclipse. He was brave, but Narano just knocked him off. Um, but the Gus middle night when he ran a drum, that's kind of probably uh, kept me in the game. How do you find the workload? I guess it's akin to our Flemington Cup week in the horse racing world. Uh, is it hard to stay on top of the form or do you guys breeze through it once you get your map sorted? It's easy work. Um, I find in general that these the Inter-Dominion heats are actually very quick to do the form for because the form is so exposed. We know the horses so well. All you've got to do is quickly work out what your map's going to be and then it's pretty quick to work out how you're going to play the race from a betting perspective. The harder races to work out generally when you're doing form are the ones with um, mixed form lines, lower grade horses, and you've got to try and work out how the form lines fit in against each other, which we don't have to worry about because we've already seen these horses running against each other a number of times. Yeah, that makes sense. Similar, I guess, in horse racing, but um, yeah, the deeper some of these races go, especially in carnival time, uh, they can get a little bit trickier to marry up. Uh, Spicy, uh, this is a question for you. Um, I've already got my head bitten off from uh, Big Cat, but the pacing finals at 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time and 6.30 Queensland Time, Banana Bender Time, uh, I think it's a good thing and it puts the the biggest race of the night uh, in front of the most eyeballs. But uh, Mr. Leppard was quick into my um, DMs to say that he was uh, a little bit upset about uh, the rescheduling. What are your thoughts? Sorry, can I just... Jump in there. When I when I said I was upset about it, I thought it was actually I was told that it was going to be race one on the card. Oh, so it's actually ended up being race five. So that's fine. I got no issue with that. But initially, I was told that it was going to be the first race of the card, which is what I didn't like. The floor's yours, Rhino. Yeah, I can see both sides of the argument in the sense that scheduling it as early as they have, it's in an absolute sweet spot from a wagering perspective. Um, so yeah, big tick from that point of view, it's going to get most eyeballs, most turnover. Um, probably the negative though is I think, uh, anyone on track, you know, you think we would have rather have seen the race being, you know, in slot race seven or race eight, but, um, if they can maximize exposure and turnover, well, you know, that's got to come first. Exactly. When you've got like, I guess, two pinup horses that are deep into the market, there's a massive chance that the punnels will reload and you've got an absolute superstar in the Trotters final as well. So people surely will just stick around and I think it'll add to the excitement of the night. And I don't think anyone will be going home early. Yeah, and they've got um they've got Thirsty Merc playing after the last. So that's kind of the other incentive for people to hang around on track. So yeah, maybe that maybe RQ have really nailed this and, and then pulled the right rein. Matty, you'd be you'd be flying up to Brizzy for it, wouldn't you? 
I wish I was, mate, but I can't get up there this week. I don't miss too many Inter Dominions these days, so I'm a little bit disappointed, but um, I'll just have to get to wherever it is next year, next December. All right. I know I'm going to be uh, under a fair bit of pressure from Rhino in the next couple of days, so if I can get a leave pass from my missus, I might be able to sneak up after the last race at Eagle Farm and just get up there and not to do too much damage uh, on myself on Saturday night, but um, easier said than done. Let's get straight into the uh, the pacing final and having a look at the market, courtesy of Top Sport, and Leap to Fame's very short favourite here, $2.45, Swayze $2.60, Narano $5.50, Better Eclipse $11, and then you've got Spirit of St. Louis 26 Speak the Truth 34, and it gets uh, pretty uh, big odds the rest, $41.51 and uh, 151 is the uh, absolute blowout chances. Let's talk uh, speed map first. I guess the the big talk is Nerano uh, drawn one and will turn it up, cross it, uh, creating an interesting situation for Swayze in three and then Leap to Fame's probably got the visitor's draw um, in number six. But uh, who wants to talk speed map first? Yeah, I will. Um, I think the way that the, the speed map has panned out is, is perfect for us to get the spectacle that we were hoping for. I think all along... Um, well, I think we agreed on this point before, uh, when we were on here a couple of weeks ago, and that was if Swayze drew to lead the race, he would probably start favorite. And I think that's the way it's probably going to pan out now that we've got the draw. Um, post draw in a, in a, about a one thirty five percent market, I thought they'd probably go up about two ten Swayze and two twenty leap to fame. Um, and I think the tab ended up going on about two eighty, um, and they opened leap to fame favorite at about two thirty. Um, if you reverse the draws, I think Leap to Fame would be around a dollar twenty, with um, Swayze at around seven dollars. So I think what we're sort of um, learning from that is that Leap to Fame is still the very much the benchmark horse in Australia, um, but because Swayze's drawn inside him, it gives him a really good chance of beating him. So in terms of the map, I think I think Turn It Up does get across Nerano. Um, Nerano is very quick, but he's a horse that has never had a lot of bottom to him, so. Jason Grimson and Jack Trainer need to work out how hard do they actually want to burn up at the start because if they cook him early, he's the sort of horse that it'll really, really take the edge off him at the end. He's gone really well through the heats, but they've all been races which have been dawdles and then ran home in 26 flat. Oh, not 26 flat, but 26 point something. So I think this final, they'll be running hard from about the mile and therefore they'll be only getting home in 27 something and it might zap the speed out of him. So... I think he'll, they might actually be happy to let Turn It Up across. And then the logic suggests that uh, Turn It Up will then hand up to Swayze. Uh, depending on what happens with Swayze, Future Assured, and Leap to Fame. Now, Future Assured is actually the same owner as Leap to Fame, despite being different stables. So whether he tries to run the gate to get ahead of Swayze in an attempt to make it difficult for Swayze to then stay ahead of uh, Leap to Fame, we may see that. But if he doesn't run the gate, then I don't think Leap to Fame has the speed off his own accord to cross Swayze. So my logical speed map ends up with Swayze in front, leap the fame outside him, turn it up leaders back and Nerano three back the inside. Is that how you see it, Rhino, or do you disagree with some of those comments? I think Matt's assessment of the speed map is probably the most likely outcome, but I think it's wide open to actually what does happen early and who settles where. It's I think the first 300 metres of this race, you know, it's going to be – it's going to be game on, lots going on. I've, I can't commit uh, to one way or the other. Um, one thing I do know is that Nerano and Turn It Up have panels on this field from a gate speed perspective. 
So Jack Trainer actually jumps on Nerano, can part off. This is Jack's first drive on this little weapon of a horse. I think if Jack gets him off the arm as good as he can, there's actually probably going to be room enough for, if he just then lets turn it up slide, there's probably room enough for him to even zip around and, and retake the front off turn it up. So I actually can see Nerano getting the best trip in transit leaders back. Who gets there first, Swayze or uh, Leap to Fame? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, Barrier 3, though, I think is a huge plus for Swayze. That seems to be his best um, spot to, to hustle off the arm. Can Future Assured get him into the first turn? I don't know. Maybe. Um, and then the other thing is Leap to Fame's gate speed is, is actually developing. Um, I would not be shocked if he did blaze the arm here and and just about cross him. So... so um, I can't commit any which way. I'm not really sure is my answer. I heard uh, Jason Grimson say that he was pretty happy with the, the draws, one and three for his two runners. Is there going to be any – will he sacrifice Nerano for Swayze? Uh, no, no. Nerano's a great winning hope in his own right from what he's produced this series. So, um, no, Nerano will take a sit at some point on one of the big guns in my opinion. And so if they go super, super quick, I know you mentioned that uh, Nerano was probably a query if it was a faster on race, but out of the two favourites, Leap to Fame and Swayze, who, who's more suited to a breakneck speed, which you guys probably anticipate it to be? My answer to that would be whoever's on the pegs leading. Um, they're both horses that will run a very strong 2700. They're, they're the two strongest, toughest horses in the race. The massive advantage if they run along the whole way would be to whichever horse is on the pegs. I find it hard to believe that if they're running time the whole way here, that a horse can sit in the breeze and win the race. Now, Swayze's biggest asset, as we've seen over his time with Jason Grimson, is that he's an out-and-out stayer who can really roll good times when he's in front. And if you look at every run since he's been with Jason Grimson, he's always been the strongest horse on the line. He always looks like he can go another lap. He doesn't really have a 26 quarter in him, but he can keep running 27s all day long. As we saw in the New Zealand Cup, he just runs sectionals over a long trip that ends up breaking the rest of them. Um, the only time these two horses have met, uh, met was in the Blacks of Fake back in the winter and, and Leap the Fame had to sit outside him. Uh, he got a pop tire on the bend. Impossible to line up what meterage that cost him, but the final margin between them was about six or seven meters. Um Personally, I, I lean towards Swayze. If we end up with the Swayze leading and Leap to Fame in the breeze, I, I lean towards Swayze. Um, if Leap to Fame managed to somehow get across him at the start and find the pegs, then it, it's race over. Absolutely okay. race over. And he'll be a dollar twenty in play. Wow. But, um, that's, such is the importance of these first 300. I don't think I've seen an Inter-Dominion where the first 300 is so vital as it is in this race because... The race will be decided, in my opinion, in that run to the first bend. Well, they can't let that happen. Um, and then I guess if you think Swayze is going to lead, what price? I, I see $2.60 at Top Sport. Uh, you've mentioned $2.10 early. Yeah, so um, the tab put up $2.80 straight away. So I, I backed it with at $2.80 and $2.60. Market price, once all the corps were then up, was around $2.20 until this morning. I noticed Top Sport. Totally pushed it, pushed Swayze right out, back out to 280, um, which I'm guessing that means that that's the one out of the two favorites that Top Sport are willing to pot. Uh, so at the 280, I backed it this morning. I don't think <laughs> it'll start 280. I think it's the one that starts the, the favorite out of the two horses. I think not by much, but I think it is the one that will start favorite. 
And therefore, I think the 280 that Top Sport pushed it back out to today was too big. So I had another go at 280 again. Would you guys, there's a, there's a bit of talk and when a shorty goes over, uh, punters sort of jump on social media and have a bit of a vent. Did you think Swayze was a bit dead or there was anything dubious about his lead up run last night? I'll take this one. No, absolutely not. You know, he drew a tricky barrier. There just wasn't the opportunity to pop off the fence. If it was there, Cam Hart would have taken it and put him into the race. Um, it was just a victim of circumstances in round three. The horse went amazing. He smashed the line. Um, and in some ways coming into what this is, the grand final and maximum effort performance, maybe that is the perfect lead up run, um, that the, this horse needs, um, undeniable winning hope in the final, but, um, yeah, I'm finding very difficult to, to separate the two big guns and Narano really is such an amazing knockout chance given his great draw as well. So we've seen what, uh, big cats doing in the race. Are you going to show your hand Rhino or how would you suggest the punters at home take on the market? Uh, for me, I can't play into the the win and place market here because I just I have no confidence in how they're going to settle. Um, for me, it's going to be an exotics race. Um, I'm going to play hard with the first fours, <clears throat> adding better eclipse into everything I do, as well as the three big guns that have drawn so beautifully. Um, I won't be leaving out Spirit of St. Louis sort of for third and fourth in the first four world, and maybe even in a really wide one, sneaking in like a, a classy Washington for fourth who draws to just get a pink suck run. And he's had a great series. Um, I could see him running fourth if Fortune favoured him in the run. Okay, so I'm going to put the gun to the head because we're a show of opinions. We don't, we don't yeah. sit on the fence here. If, if I give you a $500 free bet out of the two favourites at Top Sport, who, who are you going to back? Free hit. That's probably the easiest um, question to answer because Toppy are hanging Swayze out. So <laughs> I'd, I'd choose I'd choose Swayze. But my heart is um, is with Leap to Fame and he's due for some luck in running. So um, I'll be roaring loudest for Leap. Outstanding. Oh, if uh, you're not excited by that, the first 300 metres or this uh, first lap is just going to be exhilarating. So get down to Albion Park and uh, see this one unfold. I'll be doing my best, but uh, you can't miss uh, this action. And it'll be interesting to uh, see how the markets move around. Knowing these guys, I dare, I dare say that uh, there'll be an avalanche for Swayze. But, um, yeah, fascinating comments. Uh, if Leap to Fame finds the front, it could be uh, lights out or a little bit scary. Um, if you if you think he's a dollar twenty chance, if he's going to somehow find the lead, but um, going to be great tactics and uh, one of the all time great races. Let's have a look at uh, race number eight in the market, and that's the uh, the trotting final. And just believe he's just got that nice uh, picket line of form, and some of his uh, lead up wins have been uh, just dazzling. Dollar uh, twenty uh, and Queen a leader is uh, six fifty out to nine dollars. So we called it a show, uh, what a fortnight ago or before the series, and these uh, two runners were just about pick them odds. So fascinated to see what the market's done here, uh, and probably the favourable draw uh, barrier four is perfect for Just Believe. Whereas Queen a leader um, in a sticky situation outside that runner now, you've got Mafasa Metro fourteen dollars, and then you have got Plymouth Chub at fifteen, Olavici at eighteen dollars, and then fifty one or better. The rest here. Well, where? How do you lead off? Uh, just believe. Uh, since his overseas trip, he's just come back and dominated. Yeah, he he's. I never thought I'd be able to say this, but he's actually come back from his Sweden trip even better than what he was showing last season. Um, he won the Inter Dominion last season at Melton, sitting in the in the breeze outside the leader, and was still too strong. Queen of Leader ran third in that final, I believe, from three pegs. Um, 
the barrier draw has more or less made this a formality, in my opinion. Um, for Queen Alita to have any chance, she had to draw inside Just Believe. Just Believe has very good gate speed. Uh, he has the speed to hold Queen Alita at the start and therefore work his way to the front. Mafasa Metro drawn barrier one for John Justice. It actually drew barrier one in this same race last year. And he was saying all week, John Justice last year, that he was going to hold the front, but he handed up meekly after 150 metres. And I expect the same thing to happen here. Um, I don't think Mufasa Metro can win leading the race. I think if he holds the front, we just believe outside him, then Mufasa probably doesn't run a place. So logic suggests that it'll be handing straight up to the favourite and trying to run second. Um, even if Queen Alita runs the gate to try and create a gap behind Just Believe in front of Mufasa, I don't think that'll work because Mufasa has very good gate speed. So Chris Alford has some big decisions at the start to make on Queen Alita, whether he tries to run the gate or not, because if he does and she gets caught in the breeze, then she probably, well, could even miss a place. Um, so to me, it looks a formality. Once Greg Sugars finds the front on Just Believe, it really should be winning. Um, I thought around $1.15 was the right price and they put up $1.30. So I've backed it at a dollar thirty and a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> Fearless. Uh, yeah, I mean, like some people say, you're ridiculous taking that sort of price. But at the end of the day, overs is overs, and sometimes long odds on pops can still be way too big. And this horse, I've got no doubt. It like at the moment, top price is a dollar twenty. I think Top Sport have pushed mm. that out dollar twenty today, and they're currently sitting at the top of the market. But I. Can't see it starting bigger than about a dollar fifteen with the corporates and maybe a dollar twenty bet fair. So I thought the dollar thirty was just way too big. Um, and if it rolls straight to the top as expected, then on an exchange in play, it'll be trading around the dollar ten mark. Mm. Well, bookies might have to bring out the busted wheel from uh, back in July and attach it to the car to just believe to get it beat. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about the uh, the map here? Do you agree with Big Cat's thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just believe has the speed to. To kick through and hold Queen Alita early, we saw that in the Great Southern Star in February this year. Um, she couldn't cross him drawn um, outside then. So in my opinion, Greg Sugars just goes, you know, hammer down, forces up um, pretty much. You know, we've seen, as Matt was alluding to, uh, about the comments from John Justice and Mufasa Metro, you know, you've really got to take with a grain of salt everything um, John says in the media. It's quite deceptive. Often it's totally the reverse to what happens on, on game day. Um, so, you know, second and third prize money, it's 41K for second and 26 for third. In my opinion, if he gets into a stoush with Just Believe, he's really just sacrificing his potential to maximize his earnings in the race. Um, he really should just take the camp, put the tow rope on and um, hope that he can hold on to Just Believe's back. I agree that um, Queen Alida and Just Believe um, – Olavici from their sticky gates. I think they're forced to roll forward potentially and um, cover may not be coming. So 2,600 off pegs with a solid tempo um, for them to run top three. I think it's, it's going to be a little tricky. So where's the, uh, well, it's just completely shot me down as a mug punter. I see just believe in Queen Alita at the start of the series, almost neck and neck favorites. I think the dollar 80 Queen Alita or Queen Alita is value for the place. What's the what's the juicy slot angle for me? Well, it's it's value for the place if she gets cover. If she races on speed with cover, she's absolute place moral. Um, but if she's exposed, that's when that's when it's tricky. Are you going to throw something out at, at big odds here? Uh, place well, well, it's hard not to be impressed with what Clement Chubb's done through the series. I think Karen Manning should go four pegs, 
hope that it's a strong tempo and then pick off, pick them off late. Should probably get off down the back once the gaps arrive. So I think uh, Plymouth Trumps are a solid place angle, but definitely wait. I think he'll drift right out in that place price. I think if we get, say, 270, 280, then it's a bet. Um, and there was sort of evens around earlier in the week, Mufasa Metro. So for me, that's, you know, I think he runs a place more than 50% of the time in um, in this type of setup. So they're probably the two angles I'd be looking at. All right. Outstanding. So uh, just believe is a chips in job, especially from uh, Mr. Leppard. Let's have a look at some best bets earlier on the support card. Race three is uh, one of yours, uh, Spicy, uh, Bonnie, Prince, Louis. So race three, number three. Uh, why are you so keen on uh, on this runner here? Uh, perfect setup here for this horse. Um, loves a short course. It's a band five. He gets a junior driver, so he's claiming he's a band four horse, claiming back into the race with a junior driver. The horse has smashed the line, Bonnie Prince Louis's last two starts. <clears throat> the young driver that goes on, Alana Richardson, she is going at 15% this year and in stellar form. I think it's with his gate speed straight to the top. Uh, they put up four dollars. He's into around two thirty wow. now. I think that's closer to his right price around evens. Um, I reckon he's going to lead for a very, very, very long way. Mm, so you could still take uh, or two twenty five into evens wouldn't surprise you. Was uh, continued flux for wow four dollars sounds an error. Uh, Matt, have you had a look at that race? Yeah, I actually liked it too. Um, I I'm assuming I didn't get the price Ryan did. I think he might have got a bit <laughs> worse than me, but I have I have backed it myself as well. Um, it looks the leader. Um, the horse uh, should run well for Alana in front. She's a good front-running driver. Um, most lightweight female drivers, horses seem to go good for them when they're in front because they can just lead and roll along, and I think that really suits this horse from gate three. Spear straight to the lead. Glen Lady Boyd, number one, it would definitely take the sit, and I think Bonnie Prince-Louis has the speed to get across number two, Amami. So it looks the leader and looks the winner for mine, and I would be surprised on the night if it started black figures. Yeah, so you think it's going to be odds on and heavily supported? I, I one, think the money. Will, I way. think the money will just keep coming for it. The opening price of four dollars or whatever they open was ridiculous. Um, yep. I expect the money to keep coming. It'll start odds on. I think. Yep. Outstanding. Something for the punters still. And one last word on Bonnie Prince. He's just such a good miler. Um, he's won. He's won ten career starts, and nine of those have been over the mile. So he's nine from twenty-one of the mile. So he's. This is his ideal setup. If he gets rolled, they have no excuses. Outstanding. So you can actually uh, chips up and uh, chips in. Next one, uh, big cat. You uh, you like one later on the card? Number race nine, number four, Constantinople. Dollar uh, sixty. Powder keg six fifty. In from seven, and then you got Zealous Spur at seven dollars. King of the North ten dollars. Tell us why you like uh, Luke McCarthy uh, horse here. Yeah, um, so Constantinople's a trotter that that did run through the Trotters Inter Dominion series, and it's probably a bit stiff not to be in the final. Um, in the first round of heats, it ran third. That was behind Olavici and Mufasa Metro. In the third round of heats, it it ran well, but um, it only ran fifth in the Just Believe heat last Saturday. And but the reason it didn't make the final is because on the second night of heats, it actually made a mistake and galloped on that final bend. It was looming into the race. It was going to run sort of top three or four, and then it galloped and finished last. So it didn't accrue many points at all in that second night of heats. And that's what's actually cost it from making the final. So if it didn't make that gallop, it would actually have finished probably about sixth or seventh in the in the points ranking order in the Trotters series, and it would actually be in the final. And if it was actually, it's actually drawn two on the back row in the final, but as the emergency, and if it actually gets a run, it maps 
pretty well in that race and actually can run sort of top four or five in the final if it actually gets a run. So this is a massive class drop. The only danger I see on paper is probably um, down towards the bottom there, Powder Keg. Um, it also comes out of the Inter-Dominion Trotters series. It ran six, six, and seventh in the three heats. And last week, it actually made a mistake at the start and spotted a massive start and and finished really well. But the bottom line here is it's drawn outside back row. Constantinople is drawn to go straight on the front end and lead. And I can't see Powder Keg giving it 30 metres head start at the bell. And I can't see Powder Keg going around sitting outside it by the bell and beating it from the breeze. So Luke McCarthy on Constantinople can lead and dictate here and, and just looks too good for mine from the draw. Um, yeah, I thought they're the two, but geez, they both... Uh... They both can do things wrong. Um, Constantinople sort of flicked over into a pace twice and then galloped. Uh, Powder Keg has all the ability in the world, but loves to make an error. My gut tells me if Powder Keg does everything right, he's very hard to beat. And what? how likely after they uh, the gallop or, or do something wrong in their next few starts, would they be repeat offenders to do it again? Quite often, surprisingly, if a horse is making a habit of galloping, sometimes it can actually mean there's sort of something not bigger quite issue with them, like a bigger mm. issue, yeah. And therefore, they're more likely to probably gallop at their next run as well. There are some horses that just make a, a random gallop uh, with no explanation sometimes, that, and therefore, they're, they're going to be fine at their future runs. But some horses just have tractability issues or might have a, a small underlying physical issue that could be the reason why they're galloping. Mm. And, uh, and Powder Keg is the sort of horse that he has sort of always been a bit prone to to making those sort of mistakes through his whole career at times. He, um, yeah, just looking at his record, he's a little bit inconsistent uh, and maybe a little bit uh, enigmatic, but um, you guys might have to have a little uh, little side bet on that one. $1.60, Constantinople, and then Powder Keg, uh, six and a half. So might have to uh, have a bit of a marginal handicap uh, wager there, but it's good to hear you are so bullish on either side of the equation. Might make it a pretty good betting race. They did open a dollar ninety, and I'll back Constantinople at dollar ninety and dollar eighty five. So I think I'll just hold fire if you want to back him. I think if he gets back out to about a dollar eighty on the night, anything a dollar eighty or better, I think is a pretty good bet. Outstanding. All right, what's uh, the, have you got big futures positions or in uh, any of the finals, or are you cheering loudly for a certain result? I don't bet futures, but I think uh, Rhino might have something going. Yeah, I've got. Uh... Futures bets coming out of Mawazu. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I'm I'm sitting. What I feel like I'm sitting sitting pretty. Um, I've got Swayze in the bag at seven fifty and Leg to Fame at two fifty. So kind of got an equal result going there. Um, but just believes the one if he can if he can do the business and then one of the two big guns wins uh, wins the pacing final. I'll be uh, I'll be well in front. Mm, burger with a lot you'll be shouting the bar at uh, Albion Park so if you do spot him in the crowd make sure he buys your beer if they, those combos roll and it'll be uh, neck and neck in that race number nine with uh, Constantinople and Powder Keg uh, going head to head outstanding stuff gentlemen I won't keep you too much longer I'll let you get back into the rest of the form for the rest of the week I'm sure there's plenty of races and meat on the bone um, big thanks to Top Sport and Punning Form our major sponsors and you guys for uh, giving up your time and educating us Little Birdie TV punters on how to bet harness racing and hopefully uh, finding a couple of winners and uh, best luck with all your wages this weekend and uh, have a great time out at Albion Park and watching it at home. But uh, big thanks to me and all the team at Little Birdie. Thanks, Scoot.
Cheers, mate. No doubt this will uh, we'll probably have some more harness shows in the future, so uh, make sure you stick around and uh, stay tuned for 2024 if you're a harness fan and make sure to try and follow the boys on Twitter and their DMs are always open, so if you want to talk to them, make sure uh, you ask some questions. So it's mleppard11 and then it's uh, at Ronald Spice if you want to take, talk to the boys about anything harness. But uh, big thanks from all of us. Have a safe Christmas and enjoy the Interdom finals. See you guys. Okay.